Welcome to the elderly show. Today, we're going to be talking about knitting. All right. So, Father's Day in the United States. So, Father's Day holiday is the third Sunday in June to honor fathers. Credit for originating the holiday is generally given to Sonora Smart Dodd of Spokane, Washington, whose father, a Civil War veteran, raised her and her five siblings after her mother died in childbirth. She is said to have had the idea in 1909 while listening to a sermon on Mother's Day, which at the time was becoming established as a holiday. Local religious leaders supported the idea and first... Oh, and the first Father's Day was celebrated on June 19th 1910, the month of the birthday of Dodd's father. In 1924, U.S. President, is that President? U.S. President Calvin Coolidge gave his support to the observance, and in 1966, President Lyndon B. Johnson issued a proclamation that recognized the day. It became a national holiday in 1972 when President Richard Nixon signed legislation designating the third Sunday of June as Father's Day. Father's Day is celebrated on Sunday, June 19th, 2000. Oh. Oh, so this year, is it every year or just this year? It was celebrated in most countries on Sunday, June 19th. Which is today. Oh, sorry. Which is today. Thank you for listening to Topics on the Table, our Father's Day special. If you are out there and you are a father, you know, all anyone can ask of you is to do your best. Do your best as a father because fathers are very important. No matter what anyone says, fathers are very important to someone's life. And if you are one, just do your best. We're not asking for perfection. We're not asking for you to be saints in a world of sinners. We're literally just asking you to do your fucking best. You know, I love my father. I grew up and we butt heads. I think every kid is going to have stories where they butt heads with their father or their mother or any any parental figure in their life. You're going to butt heads. And that's normal. If you don't, then they're doing something wrong. <laughs> so you're going to come to some conflicting ideologies um some conflicting likes and dislikes and that's okay just remember to love your kids no matter what and just realize that they're not going to be you and same thing with your parents i talked to a friend a while ago and he he put me on a a different mindset and he said that no matter how badly you look at your life let's say or your relationship with your parents. You have to give them the, the benefit that they are human too. And if we can accept that humans are imperfect. If we can accept that humans will make mistakes. Then we also have to accept that our parents will make mistakes. Whether we like it or not. Hearing that, you know, yeah, you have to remember that your parents are humans. And they're doing their best. 
So that's all I kind of want to say to that, really, to be honest. This probably will not make it into the podcast, to be completely honest with myself here. That's one thing that I think everyone should should remember, is that your parents are humans, and humans have faults, and they're going to make mistakes. But in the end of the day, as long as they are doing their best, or they did their best, or whatever happens, you know, I mean, I guess the best thing that they did for you was put you on this planet, whether you liked it or not, and... That's on them, maybe? I don't know. I don't know how to end that, because I am still salty somewhat, because I didn't want to be born. But, what? <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> I mean, it's not my fault they, like, decided to go all, like, do the dirty, and then I was born. Like, that's not my fault. You can't blame me for that. Like, it's, I don't know. It's the whole idea. Like, they're like, you know, yeah, you think, what, what do they say? They say... Just be thankful that, that we're here or, or be thankful that you're here. And I'm like, no, you be thankful that I'm here. You're the one that did it. Like, you know, do you, I don't know. Am I the only one? You know, it, I mean, your parents, the same thing. Like, oh, no, you no, grandma, grandpa never said that to you. <laughs> like, like, oh, just, just be thankful that you're here. Be thankful that, you know, I'm feeding you. I'm putting a house over your, your head. Nothing like that. Like you live in a my little bit different of a situation. Little, though. I, I get that. That's, you okay. Like that. Okay. I get that. I get, I get that. Okay. A little bit. I get that. So there, you're right. There is a little different situation, but, but thank you for thinking of it. Like from my perspective, they would literally be like, look, man, like I, I feed you. I give you clothes on your back and a roof over your head. And you know, their whole idea is like you owe us. Right. But I'm like, nah, I didn't ask to be like born. I didn't ask to live here. I didn't ask to, like, like, and this is where I think it, it turned for me one day was that I, I asked them, I'm like, why do I need new clothes? Like as an example, as an example, I was like, why do I need to always buy new clothes? They're like, because your old clothes are dirty. They're ripped. They're, they're, they're dirty. You need new clothes. I'm like, but why? And they're like, so you don't make us look bad. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. I, repre- I I appreciated the answer because it turned into I was doing good things. I was making myself presentable for them. And, I mean, maybe that's a bad way to think of it growing up, but, like, it made sense. Instead of them just being like, well, like, I don't know. It was it was a really weird time in my my childhood, and it's funny that I can actually remember that because like I don't know, I just I think it's a weird concept. It's like yeah, you were buying me new clothes because you wanted me to look good so people would judge you in a better light than if I showed up in like raggedy clothes and like torn up shoes, right? Because you know as a kid you grow up with that like your favorite pair of shoes, right? You'll wear those shoes to like to their death. No, not even that, man. I loved my shoes. I remember I never, ever, ever, ever wanted to get rid of any of my shoes growing up. Like, because as soon as they started getting worn, it got to the point where my grandma or even my grandpa would be like, "Do you want new shoes? Yeah. Like, do you want to change up? Because it was never like you have to. It was more. It was always brought to me as like the, oh, like would you like to go shopping and get something new? So it was up to me to pick what I wanted. Oh. And so, like, if we went to the store and I was like, oh, I really like these. Yeah. My grandma's like, oh, like, do you like these more than what you currently have? And if I said, yeah, she's like, well, let's get them then. And we can just, you don't need your old ones anymore. We can just send yeah. them, you know, if they're still good, though, they would sanitize them and send them to. Yeah. 
you know, a secondhand store. And if they were done, then my grandma's like, we'll just walk them out to the trash can. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, see, see, I, I don't know why I was different. I don't know what, what latched to my, like, in my head when I was like, dude, I just, I didn't want to get rid of things because I felt like, I felt like, or maybe I knew that maybe we didn't have everything. Like, we weren't a family of means, per se, right? Like, we weren't super rich. So, and then there was five of us, five kids. So, there's five kids, there's mom and dad, and dad was at work all the time. So, in my head, I was like, well, he's working for this stuff. Like, I just always felt bad when people spent money, if that makes sense. Like... So like for me, a pair of shoes I would wear it to the like to the the death. I wouldn't say no to new stuff. Yeah. Like if they're like, oh, let's get you new shoes. Okay, cool. Like every school year, you go for those school shopping, right? You go, you know, new shirts, new pants, like one or two things. I mean, you don't go crazy. Uh, I remember going to Ross Factory, Factory to You. Is that factory the, to you. Fa- to you, right? Isn't there a you in there? I'm not sure. What is that store called? I'm gonna, you want to Google it or I'm going to Google it? I have my computer up, too. I will Google things today, too. We're going to Google like crazy. Factory 2. That's it. Factory 2? There's a U in there. There has to be. There's something else. It's not just Factory 2. Yep. Factory 2 U. Factory 2 U. Okay, cool. So it's called Factory 2 U. You'd get, like, knockoff brands or, like, fake brands. Like, they look. They were, like, you'd get Vans, but they were, like, Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They had a few that were like that. I'm not going to lie. There was a few that you would look at, and you, if you stared long enough, the logo was wrong or something. You know? like And and occasionally you buy them because, you know, why not? I remember one time, it was hilarious. I got complimented on a pair of my shoes, and it was, a, it was Ross. I don't even know the brand. It was a crappy brand. But, like, that day – it clicked to me like as long as it looks nice, it doesn't matter half the time what the brand is as long as it looks nice. And like, that was the biggest thing for me. I was like, okay, cool. If I can get clothes that looks nice or at least looks decent, then I'm fine. And God, you should have met me in high school. I didn't care what I wore because I didn't care enough to be completely honest. And in my head, it was like, I'm going to do me. And if no one likes it, that's fine. You know, because like, yeah, I could have I could have barraged my parents with like, hey, can I get a new pair of Vans? Hey, can I get a new um, uh, DC shoes? DC, DC, is that DC? Yeah, them. I love their shoes. Their actually shoes were my absolute favorite. Yes. Um, And and only because they were super colorful, they super colorful shoes. They were the, the shoes that came up with the ice cream shoes. They're called ice cream shoes where like each shoe has a different color pattern. Mm-hmm. They were my absolute favorite. Those I would ask my parents for. Because, like, those were the ones that I really wanted, right? And just because they were colorful, right? And Huh? (laughs) My parents were, like, fully colorful. And then with those, and even those, like, I would go to, like, Zoomies, and I would go to their discount area and look for the cheapest shoes I could find. Mm -hmm. I would be getting $30 pair of shoes, and that's uncalled for half the time at, like, Zoomies. Like, Zoomies, you're thinking 60 to 80 bucks per shoe pair. I was going through their discount. I even got a pair called the, the, the... what did they call them? I laughed because we were on our way out and the guy's like, we finally sold those shoes. And my mom was like, what do you mean? He's like, we've had those shoes for years. We call them the big, the, the, the big purple or the, what's that thing? The ugly, the monster, big purple monster, ugly purple. Like there's like Barney? a, 
No, 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 no. <laughs> right? Oh my God, poor Barney. But yeah, the, he called him something. Barney. He called him. He, they called him the 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 big purple monster or the the ugly purple monsters or something like that, because they they had them for like three years and could not sell them even on like super discount. No one wanted these shoes, but I saw them and I was like, dude, I love these shoes. Like these were, they were purple and green. Hey, they were Barney. <laughs> I'm sorry, they were Barney shoes. They were purple and green with gre- green accents. And I remember just they were really cool shoes, and I wore the shit out of them to the point where they became outside shoes. Did you ever have a pair of outside shoes? Yeah, because I had to do yard work. Um, but it was, like, always, like, a pair of Walmart tennis shoes type kind of thing. Uh-huh. Or, like, old DCs and stuff. Anything that mm-hmm. would really protect my toes just because we had, like, a lot of rock. We, you know, if I was using, like, a hoe or a rake or um, – I was one of those weird kids that like to just dig in the dirt for fun. Yeah, digging. Um, but then I realized, my parents realized real quick I wasn't going to wear shoes as much as possible. Yeah. Um, so were you a barefoot kid? I was. I actually really? still am. Like, I prefer to be barefoot. Interesting. Um, I think just now in my adult life, I am realizing I don't like to be barefoot outside because it grosses me out now when I come inside my house. Not the fact that my feet are Interesting. dirty. Interesting. I don't want to bring the dirt inside. Interesting. Okay, cool. I um, like that. But yeah, so I actually was a complete opposite, though, where I was a branded kid. Like, all my clothes came from Tilly's, PacSun, American Eagle, Buck Hollister. Um, you're not really sides inclusive. While we're at it, I'm also going to say fuck Victoria's Secret because, uh, yeah. Um, like, Macy's. I think, and, like, the lowest that my parents would let me go would be JCPenney or Macy's. Oh, shit. So, Damn, it, you it were was, branded. I was branded. And it took me into going to college that I no longer felt like that had to be a thing um, where I, I fully enjoy uh, Target now. Oh, I love Target. Like Target clothes are my life. I literally am wearing all Target clothes right now as we speak. Like, Honestly, I think I'm repping Walmart right now. Um, I think the only thing that's not Target is my brassiere. Walmart. So. Woo. Yeah. That's kind of cool, actually. It's cool. It's a cool concept to think about like. Growing up, you some people do get branded clothes just because they're branded. But it's crazy to think about like the amount of money that we spent on like now that I see it and I see that I've had stuff last longer from Target or whatever, like even, you know, being like on the thick meter and like Lane Bryant and Torrid, I've had mm-hmm. shirts last longer from Target. And I'm I'm getting a nice quality T-shirt for ten bucks. Lasts longer than ones I've paid thirty dollars for from Lane Bryant, and they're not as thin. They're a better material. They're not see-through. Mm-hmm. Like they wear better. They wash better. Question: Is the clothes that's lasting longer clothes that you purchased yourself? No. So some stuff like. Um, I have some stuff that I wore in high school still. Uh-huh. A I lot of it. I have a lot of clothes in my high school. Yeah. Like, my first year yeah. college, high school, so the stuff that I still fit into, man, that college 15, 25 was unforgiving. Um, <laughs> Athens, dining hall. I mean, I never went. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, is it is it real? Is that true? Oh, it's real. Like, I thought I was fat in high school, and then I look at, like, where I'm at now, and I'm like, fuck. But then I'm like, you know what? I still love myself, bitch. So it's fine. <laughs> I like that. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm on the reverse spectrum of that. Is that weird? 
No. That's very weird. Cause like, I don't know. That's different. Because like, when I look back at high school, I'm like, damn, I was big. I was big in high school. I was, I was pushing. I know by the end of it, I was pushing like 300 and like, I'm going to say, I think the tops I ever saw that I weighed myself, I ever saw the scale go was 330 was the biggest I ever saw the scale hit. And I think at that point was like, first off, I never went on a scale again. And I actually ended up quitting like a wrestling because it was all about weigh-ins. It was all about weighing yourself, right? So, because I remember, oh my God, I was I was hitting 200 something in like seventh and eighth grade, right? <clears throat> so, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. I never thought of it like that. I've seen a lot of people, you know, who look bigger now than they did back then. And I thought that was the normal trend. I thank God that it's not the normal trend. <laughs> yeah. Cause cause now I'm I'm at I think right now I'm at two what well, my highest now that I've seen in, in a while has been two eighty. And and I I'm accepting of that. Or I've kind of plateaued. It's hard to get lower. I mean I've seen myself at two seventy and I've hit two sixty, but that was when I was like pushing myself to hit two sixty. Um and I think I'm gonna start that again. But 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 on your end, like, you know, was it just easier? Or was it like stress? Like, what do you feel that you said the, the, the college 15, 25, right? What do you think caused that? What would you say caused that? Just life? Um, life in general. Like, it's just a lot more stressful being away from home. Yeah. The food choices are remotely your own. Mm-hmm. And so for myself, like, I was fully engulfed in school. I, you know, my first, luckily my first semester, I didn't have to work. Yeah. And I was actually good my first semester because I was in the dorm hall cooking. I, you know, occasionally ate at the dining hall where I was like, okay, I'm going to eat breakfast here. My breakfast stayed the same. It was, you know, two egg whites and one standard egg and just some like spinach, mushroom, and a sausage type thing. Mm -hmm. Just kept it super low carb. was good. Stuck to what I normally eat at home. Yeah. And then with my second semester getting busier, um, a lot of my food I realized I gravitated from the salad bar to... A lot more easier grab and go like sandwiches pizza um like just honestly just shit food like i just ate shit ass food and at that point it like i was so stressed out with school because i was trying to maintain you know my goal is to graduate cum laude i was working you what know, does that mean graduating um with a 3.5 or higher cool I, I honestly never knew what that meant. I'm pretty sure 3.5. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. I like that. I like that. <clears throat> um, and, you know, I was pushing for that. Granted, it didn't happen. Okay. So that was kind of disappointing. But um, I missed it by point, like, three, point oh three. Yeah. Super bummed. But it happens. It's okay. Life happens and it was okay. I think now I am much more aware of what eating does to my body. Yeah. Like at least what I put into it. So I try to eat somewhat well. Okay. Um, I think in high school too, you know, luckily, not luckily, I guess, but our, our campus had off campus lunch. Oh yeah. And having full access to that, like my parents were blessed, blessed me to not ever have to eat on campus. And, you know, I think putting into my body, it was easy. Like Tom's was across the street and I freaking love those fries. I mean, it was garbage food though. But when I was, you know, when you're, you know, I was 14, 13, 14, starting this, I was playing water polo 
So I was burning like a shit ton of calories too. So I wasn't seeing the effects of it. I honestly did not start seeing the effects of like what I was eating until I stopped playing sports. Cause when I was done with sports, I'm still taking in a shit ton of calories when I'm not moving as much. So in college, I wasn't playing. Got it. So I wasn't playing water polo, softball, tennis, track. That's kind of crazy. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. And so lack of movement, bad eating choices, not really giving a shit because I was barely surviving on my own at times. Like it felt like a mentally, emotionally, you know, I kept getting sick in college. So that was also hard. So I'm, you know, I was in and out of the hospital at least once a semester because um, my immune system was just taking a really bad hit. I honestly just didn't give a shit about what I was eating. It was the last thing on my brain. I was eating to survive and to get food in me to live and keep going to my next thing. Because you were so like stressed, not not stressed, but you had so much on your plate. You didn't have time to yeah. worry about what you were eating and like the food and no, stuff like there that. There was no room on my plate for actual food. Really? Like, yeah. Huh. Cause even with friends and stuff, like the few times that we did cook. Yeah. Like it was healthy. It was like bell pepper, spinach, whatever. But it's just like any time that I was outside of that, or we all were just going to the dining hall or to another part on campus, it was not healthy stuff. Which I'm happy to see my campus is like in the recent year or so has like added healthier options as like their fast options. They have like a to go salad bar, um, and like the open later option area. Yeah. So it's not just at the dining hall anymore, which I think is really cool. Um. So, like, would you say yeah. now, like, that you are out of college, you are in more of, like, a type of career, I would say, would you say that it's easier to have access to that better food? I think so. I think money-wise, it's a lot easier, and college is expensive. Yeah. So, if the dining hall and stuff is closed, and so I was that kid that didn't always come home for holidays. Like, I spent half of my winter break at campus still doing classes to graduate early, um, and everything was closed, and so it was my responsibility to cook. Um healthy food's expensive yeah and i, I didn't is. i think that was like the first time i started realizing that too so i think now with more of a sustainable income i really see where people who live in not the best situation or below the poverty line and people make fun of them for eating ramen noodles all the time or like college students eating ramen noodles all the time as like something easy to go to i i will always respect a parent and never say they're a lazy parent for feeding their kids what they're able to or feeding themselves what they're able to when seeing the price of food. Yeah. Especially now. I mean, honestly, it, it is kind of ridiculous because I was looking at the prices of like Costco and um, like Save Mart and even like Food for Less. Um, if you guys don't know what Food for Less is, you know, learn, learn some stuff. Grocery Outlet. Grocery Outlet is even one. Um I really, I really looked at those prices, and it is intriguing to see that you buy the same exact items, right? And the prices will vary five bucks up or down, like easy. And it's like, that's, that's, okay, in perspective, someone who gets paid, let's say two grand a month, right, versus someone who gets paid you know what 10 grand a month right it is intriguing to see that someone will spend give or take five bucks on the same item right quality is the same there's really nothing nothing different on quality quality is about the same and 
you're spending that much more just because of where you're buying it from, right? So I've had this idea, like, even at farmer's markets where you would think the prices would be cheapest because you're buying it directly from the farmer, it's actually not true. A lot of the times you will get charged more at a farmer's market than you will at, like, Walmart. And that has been a ridiculous idea, too, because shouldn't it be more expensive at the store and less expensive at the farmer's market? Because the farmer's the one who's growing it, so you're cutting out that middleman. Food costs way too much half the time. And then you have half the people who are like, well, just grow your own food. You know how hard it is to grow your own food? It is super difficult to grow your own food because you actually have to have a skill to first off start growing your own food and then second to keep it growing like it's its own thing it's tough to be healthy when food prices are the way that they are but we can't give away all the free food because you're going to cut out livelihoods for a lot of people so we're in a we're in a tough spot here yes what do you mean cut out livelihoods i want to well if you were to if you were to somehow give away free food like good food like you would, you would lower the, de- not the demand, you would lower the value of like the farmer's work, right? Because they get paid a certain amount to sell to these stores, right? At like a farmer's market, right? You get charged more than you would at, then from like Save Mart or Walmart. And the idea being is that you're getting the freshest produce, but selling at them, at farmer's markets, we were selling coals. We would sell coals. And they were the things that did not pass the quality test for stores. Mm-hmm. So now you're not getting the freshest, but you're still paying more because they're telling you it's the freshest, right? Because you're at a farmer's market, right? So you're dealing with the farmers directly. So you think by doing that that you would get charged less, but you don't. You get charged more and you have to... And we're always taught, well, you're getting charged more because you're supporting these local farmers. Awesome. But that's not sustainable. Like, you can't be a farmer and charge the same as Walmart or more than Walmart because Walmart is not only more convenient, you, you, you're no longer, what's the word? You're no longer competitive. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by taking someone's livelihood. So if, if they were to go and be like, wait, well, here's free food, you know, or like, let's just say they did vegetables. Let's say they just did like basics, like carrots and lettuce and maybe mushrooms. I don't know. Something simple, right? Or whatever simple. I don't know what simple vegetables are, I guess. Potatoes. Potatoes. I like potatoes. Let's do potatoes. Let's say potatoes. They start giving away potatoes for free. Well, every potato farmer, if they're not like getting adequate pay for their potatoes, then those potato farmers are going to struggle, right? And then they're going to go out of business. And then that's all the farm hands, all the farmers, they're not going to last long if the government is, like, taking their food, if that makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you were to do, like, oh, everyone needs food, well, then potatoes, then if the government was doing their own farms, you're still going to be taking from the other farmers because the government's going to be creating bigger farms that are going to outproduce smaller farms And now those farmers are not going to be able to sell anything because you get free potatoes from the government. You know what I mean? So you can't give away food for free because 
you will start to cripple whatever like market you are is that a weird concept am i thinking of that weird is that is it accurate yes but i have a counter that's why okay go for it yeah so the way i look at it is that we as a country have a shit ton of food waste yes and so i look at it as like you have companies throwing away thousands of dollars worth of product and i mean i used to have a friend work for a higher end grocery store that might rhyme with Rayleigh's more or mole goods rhymes with whole foods <laughs> i don't know mole foods <laughs> uh, rhymes with food um dudes okay so they rhyme with mole dudes <laughs> oh my god um and uh you can say bowl dudes either one honestly it's not the point. Rhymes with bowl and <laughs> foods rhymes with dudes. And foods also rhymes with crudes and prudes. Yeah, we'll go with prudes, dudes. Prudes? No, no. Dudes has to be replaced with prudes. Oh. So, like, you could be like mole prudes. So, like, moles that are prudes. That I like that. Like, okay, so it rhymes with get along mole with prudes. All the man moles, you know? <laughs> like, ooh, look at that man mole. Sorry. <laughs> it rhymes with a mole prudes and um it would get to the point that there was so much food waste from their in-store cooking because they had like the sushi the pizza the sandwiches i know i said sushi i'm sorry i just in my pants (laughs) he's grabbing a towel hold on um and the bakery and the meat that at the end of the night they would have stuff that's going off product and they would sell it to for employees for a quarter but then throw out so much more stuff. So it would just still be so much stuff getting thrown out that it was still good for a day or two. It's just stuff that they're taking off the shelf that I personally feel could have gone to a food bank, you know, in the County that I was living in had a lot of, you know, shelters and places within the area. There was also a high homeless population and we could have been helping them a little bit more. What also I found wild was that from the area that we're currently in, at our farmer's market would be produce from our current area on this coastline. And so I was like, yes, I'm going to go eat healthy. I also get to support home. My peach was $6. I think I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to go buy the exact same peach mm-hmm. from the exact same farmers at Save Mart for like at that time, it was like a buck a pound. Oh, So yeah. I can get like two of them, three of them for a dollar. Yeah. Depending on how big they were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is and absolutely ridiculous. I just feel like we could be doing so much more. So not necessarily giving it away for free. But it's like when we get to the point that these products are going to be taken off the shelf but are still not expired, still good, being replaced with new products because, you know, new packaging, stuff like that comes out. That as that's happening, we need to do better as a society to do something with the food rather than letting it go to a landfill. Because there's so many people that live below the poverty line, especially now. I mean, gas is six bucks a gallon. Fuck that. That it's hard. Like, I have a decent income and I'm struggling. Like, it kind of hit me this last month. I was like, shit. Like, shit's expensive. I bought four items at Save Mart for 70 bucks. And then it's crazy, like you said, about the whole prices. I was able to buy at Costco two tri-tips for $31. Yeah. At Save Mart, it was one for 20 
and they were the same size. Oh, they, yeah. They both were just over, like, a couple pounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really bad. And so, but then, I don't know. I look at it like this whole perspective. I'm ranting at this point. No, and it's good because, yeah, so we have all this extra waste food, right? <clears throat> and actually, I want to touch back on that because I used to work for, I think I've had way too many hats, to be completely honest. I have I have stories from everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and different types of companies and workplaces. So I have a question. From what I was led to believe when I asked the higher ups at one of my jobs, why we couldn't give away our like end of day food. Right. Uh, yeah. So like, why could we not at like give away our end of day food? Why could we not sell it for cheap? Why could we not donate it? Why could we not do something with it? Right. Um, and, and at this point, you know, this is like hot cooked food, right? And I understand that, you know, once that food is cooked, the time that it goes bad should be elongated a little because it is cooked, right? That's what I always was thought. That's, that was my thought process, right? So they told me that the reason we cannot give away food that has passed its expiry time is because... If that food is bad and someone gets sick, they are liable to sue the company and they would win, mm -hmm. right? So Easily. I looked into it a little deeper and I saw that that is the same reason. Again, please, if anyone knows more, and we can even Google it now. I'm pretty sure it, we probably have to get this. We See, this would be hard for Google because I'm pretty sure a company would not admit this. But we probably have to find someone who's worked in those companies maybe. But looking a little deeper into it. It seems that other companies that have maybe unperishable foods, like things that are boxed and canned, have the same mentality that if they give their food away or sell it for cheap and someone gets sick off of it, right, they are liable to be sued, mm -hmm. right? And that is the fear, right? So... Going to what you said, like, you know, you have all this waste food, have this food that's going to expire in two or three days, right? If they hand that stuff out and someone gets sick from it, right, should there be laws in place? This is an, I'm asking a question if, to you, Miss Danny. Do you believe there should be laws in place that protect the company that gave away the food so no one can turn around and be like, I'm now suing you because this so-and-so food was maybe moldy maybe it was old maybe there was a packaging error and it was it was expired right do you think that there should be law like, where do you think that would end like do you think there'd be too much on one end do you think that all companies would start be giving out food not worried about expiry dates anymore because now there's protection like because like the reason they have to get rid of them is because those are all marked with expiry dates that is enforced by the mm -hmm. the food and FDA FDA thank you food and something something drug administration administration yeah right like that. so like I don't know how do we do that like do we just say well say screw it like all these people are super hungry they're under the poverty line give them this free food they only have two days to consume it right or it goes bad. Right? Do you take that gamble? Do you take that risk? So I look at it as a at a couple different ways. Okay. 
When I'm saying food waste, I'm saying like like you, I worked for a couple different food places mm-hmm. and it was hard because end of night, technically, like we'd be able to bag stuff up and sell it as like day old stuff. Okay. And they would choose to throw it out. But okay. like some days we would be able to do that. But I was on that shift. I baked these items. Okay. You know, I, I know that they're able to be good for up to four days, but we'd still choose to throw them out. Yeah. And that's where I had a hard time is because I would, you know, be closing, see people in need, see people come in. And, you know, at one point I worked for a movie theater. We would have hot mm-hmm. dogs that were expiring in like three days. We didn't sell that many hot dogs. They weren't good. Yeah. Um, if you know me that worked at that theater, <laughs> you know, they're not good. Yeah. Like they were gross. Like I wouldn't eat them. I wouldn't eat the pretzels. I wouldn't eat anything. You know, they're expiring in four days. I know I'm not going to sell 20 of them. Like I know I'm not. And I would get in trouble for handing out a cup of free water, like a large cup of water with ice and charging them nothing for a hot dog. And these were products that I knew we weren't going to sell. We were going to end up putting them in the trash or they were already in line to go in the trash tonight because they were expiring that night. Yeah. So we had to have them out by midnight. This person comes in at nine o'clock is like, hey, I have no money. I have no food. Yeah. I'm sleeping in this park right across the street from you. Is there any way I can get water or anything? Like I would get in trouble for giving them water. Well, that's actually technically illegal, isn't it? Uh, Not necessarily. It's not. No. Depending on the county? Huh? Depending on the county? Maybe. Maybe not at the time, though. This was years ago at this point. God, because I, I think... Like, I'm kind of older now. <laughs> I should Google that. Fine. Actually, yeah, please do. I am going to Google um, that. Just because I also have issues with the managers at that point, so... <laughs> um, But, I mean, even when I was baking or I was working at the sandwich shop, I'm not going to give names of, like, which ones, there was items that we would throw out, and, like, we were not allowed to go donate them to the county shelters or anything like that. But when I look at places like L.A., or larger county places. I'm using LA as an example because um, I just watched a show about it. Um, looking at like Skid Row, people go out and spend a lot of money to feed people who are in need when companies have been exposed on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook videos, YouTube, throwing out products at the end of their night that could be donated to this shelter or to food bank or whatever it is in order to support them for that evening. Like, I just feel like, you know, if a company was going to throw out, like, a shit ton of donuts, why not have the end of the night thing, part of the manager's duties, be driving down the local food bank or shelter, drop them off, and the people that are staying the night there can have, like, a nice little sweet treat that they otherwise probably couldn't afford. And this was food that was already going to be thrown out. So the company's not losing profit. People who are going to buy their $7 coffees. We're going to buy our $7 coffees. I am guilty of it. And as much as I want to say I'm not going to do it, I know damn well tomorrow I'm probably going to end up at Dutch Bros. Like, I know damn well. Like, I know I'm going to spend that money. And I also see where, you know, there's people living so far below the poverty line that the question isn't, they can't answer the question, where, what am I having for dinner? Their simple answer is like, I don't know when I can have dinner. It's not what, it's they don't even know when. And I just feel like that as a first world country, this it shouldn't be an issue that we're having. Especially when our food waste is so high. Like, there's still places in the United States that have food deserts. What's a, what's a food desert? Let me look up the actual I'm meaning curious. of it. 
So, um, so I did. I did Google just to touch back on our other point yes, of please. the water. It is not illegal. You can actually deny someone water because they weren't a paying customer. That is so yeah. weird. That's such an awkward idea. Like, how do you deny someone? I was taught. I, I mean, guys, growing up, I was told growing up that it is mandatory for a place of any business if you walk in and say, "I need water." They have to, if they have it, they have to provide it, right? Like that's what I was always taught. Not, not you couldn't like run into like, let's say like a t-shirt company, like you know the people who print t-shirts. You couldn't like run in there and be like, oh my god, can I get a glass of water? Like that doesn't make sense. Like I get you mean, that. like a food establishment. Yeah, like yeah, that's what that's what I was like. If you walk into like Starbucks and say, can I get a water? They give you free water. If you walk into McDonald's, you know, can I get water? They give you free water, right? Or at least, see, and funny enough, and like they have water cups, right? Yeah. You ask for a water cup. Because like I used to have people, like I used to work at McDonald's at one time, and they would come in and ask, hey, can we have a water? And we're like, yeah, sure, here's the water. We'd give them a small cup. And they're like, well, can we get a large water? And then we'd be like, okay, that's 25 cents. People would get mad. Like, why am I paying 25 cents for a water? It's like, look, you're paying for the, the cup. You know they're 50 cents a cup now? I just want to put that now? out there. No, yeah. That sucks. I was a little sad. I was yeah. like, can I get a water and expecting like a quarter? Yeah. Yeah. And this was, this is like within the last couple weeks. Couple like weeks. I was, cause I buy them consistently yeah, 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 and they went up. That sucks. Yeah. I was like, damn, so that was the one thing. Water. And it was only because they had the styrofoam cups. People liked our large cups at McDonald's at that time. Cause they were the, the large styrofoam oh, they don't have for, those for the sweet tea cups. Right. And so like, I get why people wanted them because you know, they're cool cups. They last a while. If you store them, you know what I mean? You can wash them real quick. You know, ice doesn't melt. In them ice doesn't fast. melt in them as fast. They don't condense. Like there was really good cups. So it'd be like, look, you're paying for the cup. You're giving me 25 cents for the cup. Yes, the cup doesn't cost 25 cents. True. But we still are making some money, right? We have yeah. to make some money off of this, right? That's just what you're at, right? Where and But but if you ask for a, a free water, I have an option of giving you free water. It's just not in the quantity that you want. Yeah. Right? So I think that was an interesting concept. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Wow. And um, there's actually even some places where, you know, say we were out to dinner. Yeah. We were having a grand old time. Neither one of us are big soda drinkers. Nah, not really. Um, both of us are very much tea or water people. Except everyone is here. I've had like seven. Dude, I have like a trash can full of soda just because I have it. It's okay. I've been a, I, oh I've been a bougie bitch. I've been drinking mineral water like it's oh, freaking you on a well. You're Italian. You're yeah. Fucking Italian waters. <laughs> well, then I have the Pellegrinos too. Oh my like, god. It's been a problem. Bougie bitch. Um, I am sometimes, all the time. And, you know, I hate to admit it, guys. I am. I am bougie. I'll be honest, though. I uh, uh, worked at a nicer restaurant and discovered sparkling water, and I realized I'd missing out my whole entire life. Um, really? I really like it now. Really? Sparkling water? That's what gets you? Sparkling Italian water, man. This does something. Sparkling water. Uh, but I'm also the type that likes vodka soda. It's like, just fancy water. I like the soda water. Girl, I'm literally, give me the water hose. I will drink it straight out of the well. I'm not saying I won't drink that which, too. Which probably, which probably is probably bad for us when I think about it now. Listen, I'll drink tap water. I'll drink straight out of the hose. So I have straight up sucked on a hose. Like, but, I don't but, even care. So I learned that the other, okay, so that's a whole other topic. It's just sparkling water that. is crispy and I, I like get it. it. I get it. I get it. I don't, I don't judge you. I don't judge you. No judgment on your, on your <laughs> fancy water. But continue your story about your water, and that's that's what it was. Um, no. no, I was out to dinner. Okay. And this was actually a place that I wanted to take you to. Oh, that's awesome! Let's um, go. When we I'm went down. on a trip, and uh, they charge for water. 
dope. They charged me for my cups of water. How much? Um, it was like a buck fifty. A buck fifty? Yeah. Were they in a drought? No. Oh. It was in California. We're always in a drought. Oh, like yeah, we always in a drought. <laughs> I was like, if we're we always weren't in a currently drought. on fire at the point, so I mean, oh. we were okay. Got it. Okay. It was on the coastline. Oh, like they have a lot of salt water. I mean, yeah, we yeah. Had, but it was just, I was just kind of shocked because I can walk into a Starbucks or Dutch Bros or McDonald's and I can get some sort of water cup to the extent of I will also just be like, hey, can I? I'm a reusable bottle person. Like I carry them with me all the time for that reason. When I travel is on the coastline. I know there's no more styrofoam. There's no more like cups like that. Everything's reusable. Yeah. So I have my own reusable cup, my own reusable straw. Cause I hate the paper ones. Yeah. Paper so, ones suck. It's like, I usually keep one with me at all times when I'm in that area, but yeah, they would sometimes even, uh, I got asked to pay 50 cents to fill up my hydro flask. Really? Yeah. Cause you're using their filters, huh? Yeah. Actually it was at the Gothic uh, McDonald's. And it's because you're using their their filters, huh? Yep. Wait, Goth McDonald's? Yeah, that I wanted to also take you there. That's a different thing. We go to Goth McDonald's. We have a Gothic McDonald's. It's black. Oh. McDonald's is black. Are the people inside Goths? No, the the building <sighs> is black. I Dang mean, some it. of them might, based off the area, well, they might. Well, well, you well, okay. The funny enough is is you said Gothic, and I know what you meant, but I think I just let my like. You got your hopes up real I high. I did. I did. I let my fantasies run a little bit. I mean, there. based I off like statistics, like, though, there's probably at least one goth in there. One, so one goth in there, maybe. We'll just camp out. But you're only allowed to be in there for 20 minutes to camp eat. Camp so. out? You want me to camp out and wait for the goth chick to walk to work? Yeah, just give her a high five. Just give her a high five. Like, you know up? she's going to have some like pretty colored hair. And <laughs> hopefully it's like purple because that'd that's be it. cute. I'm going to and goth IHOP. No, McDonald's. No, that's it. Goth IHOP. I hear I-hop? that's a thing. Is it really? I feel that. I don't know. I would... I. Like, Man, pancakes fuck me up, so you, I'll just go for the goth, Was it Goth Girl, IHOP, Femboy, Hooters? Those shit would work. You really Yeah, they that. would. That shit would work. Honestly, like, I would rather go to a Femboy Hooters than the current Hooters we have. So Okay. I don't know if I agree with that one, but I get why I I'd feel safer. I get <laughs> I'm like, I get why I wouldn't agree with that one. So <laughs> like Goth IHOP is where it's at, though. Yeah, I, I would enjoy that. Lie. I'd go for the eggs. <laughs> I know it's a pancake house, but gluten, my dude. Uh, I was thinking something else. I was like, I'd go for the eggs, too. <laughs> what were you thinking? We're just going to not? Okay. Nah. <laughs> we're just going to not. I was, uh, yeah. Bad, Kato. Bad. <laughs> Bad. We're back. Back. We're, and we're back. Slap your head. Welcome to Talks on the Table. Thank you for that short intermission. I hope you guys enjoyed that ad break. <laughs> for for God, I hop. Sponsor us. That was too. Good. Anywho, back to what a food desert. Yeah, let's go to food desert. What are those? What's a food um, desert? So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull it straight from from. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Oh yeah. Wikipedia. <laughs> that was my sad attempt at winking. I'm sorry. Um. So basically, a food desert is an area that has limited access to affordable and nutritious food. Um. And so, I know there's actually one around us. Oh, cool. Um, Nevada. No, London. Tipton. No, London, California. What do you mean, London, California? You mean like the, the one, one that's just like a shot of off over? Yeah. How the hell are they a food desert? They 
they're considered far enough away from any like nutritious and affordable nutritious food because their only supermarket in their town is a gas station that has mainly chips, candy, stuff like that, and milk. The fuck? Yeah, I used to work out there. That's crazy. And so they don't have anything nutritious. You actually have to drive into the surrounding towns to get nutritious food. That's crazy. And then most of the people out there, unfortunately, live below the poverty line. And so a lot of their food consists of, you know, unhealthy options because, let's be real, unhealthy options are the cheaper option. That is true. And so, I mean, that's how close to home this stuff can hit. Is that, you know, look at your surrounding towns. Okay, but see, okay, we can go back to the Michigan one because I, I'm just curious on, like, what do you mean they don't have water? Flint, Michigan? What is that? Have you not heard about the Flint, Michigan water crisis? Well, I mean, we're in a water crisis here. I mean, water they crises don't have, have been everywhere. They don't have clean drinking water because it was polluted by the state. How? I'm pulling it up. Holy guacamole. Like free Shavakadu this shit because damn. So I, I'm, I'm pulling up the 2022. I didn't um, think that there'd be a place that would. And like, this is this is eight years. Eight years we've they've been, had they've no water. They've been doing water. this for eight years. So it started with, I want to say like lead in the pipes or something. Um, I'm looking it up. Give me one second, guys, if you don't mind. I'll, take it I'll, I'll talk to them while, while you're busy. Um, right. Welcome to the Cato Ad Hour. So this part of the podcast is where I'm going to talk randomly about ads that I want. So like I want what ad? I want to be sponsored by Audible. That would be dope. I want to be sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Um, I want to be sponsored by hmm, Coors because, you know, Bethel, B-Ball, he, he loves Coors. I want to be sponsored by Ernie Ball because I like Ernie Ball and Yamaha. And sure, because that's what we use. Oh, and um, that one gift box thingy for men that they give you cool things. And they like the monthly subscription box and you get cool stuff from it. You know what I'm talking about? No, but. And it's like they give you like whiskey stuff and like an axe and like other cool like outdoorsy stuff. I'm down. It's called like. um... Why do men get all the cool subscription boxes and all I get is like makeup? Hey, loser. Well, join the men one. You don't need a man to. What if they give me like a manscaper or something like that? Take it. You, like here? Dude, if it if it is gentle enough to shave someone's balls, you could shave anything with that thing. Okay? Yeah, but I prefer you know that. Like, you know how much like so. extra skin is all up in that area? Like, yeah, you'd be fine. You'd be you could literally use it on, on like a dog. Can't relate. You could use it on a cat. You could use it on a hamster. I'll give it to you for your dog. You could use it on a mouse. You could use it on I don't know, anything. Like I'm telling you, like would We gotta go to the pet store. I for, got told I can have a what did you actually finally fight your landlord for no, a fish he told me i could he, you could tell the, the world this I, mean, I get to have a fish now guys i was told i wasn't allowed to have pets what kind of fish are you gonna get um my grandma really wants to get a beta because no. i had one I mean, in- yay why no i don't know i feel like they're really sad fish oh well hear me out okay. maybe you'll feel better so I used to have a beta that I got in college because I didn't want to listen to my parents, and I bought a fish my first semester, mm-hmm. and I named him Neptune. Uh huh. And this fish traveled 
California with me. It's kind of cool, actually. So I ended up getting a tank, and I would put them right on the suspension of my truck. I drove a truck at that time, so it was like a lot less motion. But he he made it through my whole college career. Um, he would come back and forth to home, which was like three three and a half hours away. Um, he would stay with grandma and grandpa when I traveled. Um, and so I ended up traveling for a spring break and my grandma trained this fish. She trained a fish. Yeah. She got really bored. And so she got him used to, when she come to the tank, she could run her finger around and like, he would follow it for a treat, like a little wow. sprinkle of food. And it got to the point that my grandma was able to pet the fish. Like she could stick her finger and he'd just like rub up against her. Like that's pretty cool. And so, yeah, Neptune was an OG. And during my last semester, I left him at home from spring break on just because I was really stressed out with finals and writing and yeah. research and all this and um, still was working. And she calls me crying Aww. and she goes, Neptune died. Huh. And I was like, oh, no. I'm like, what happened? She's like, she, he's just chilling there under his nest. Aww. So he didn't die. He was just chilling under his nest. Oh, okay. So he swam for like a couple more days, but he just wasn't bright pink anymore. Yeah, you could tell. You just tell it was near the end of his time. This guy, I mean, this fish was amazing. He traveled in the smaller tank. He would like at home, he had this huge tank with a water filter, all the plants to hide in. Like my grandma and I hooked him up. Like he had none of like the artificial plastic ones. Mm -hmm. He had all the material ones. So his fins were protected. He had the best food. He had sand. He had a little snail friend that he ate, so we kept giving him snail friends to eat. Worked out well. Uh, there you go. That sounds like a fun time. Fish are friends, not food? I don't know. Nah, fish I, are food. Fish is food. Fish is food. I love sushi. Honestly, yeah. I was about to be like, sushi She should be worth that. But uh, he was eating escargot. Yeah. So, yeah. He was Italian. He was an Italian beta. I like it. Yeah. He Neptune. had standards. The Italian beta. Um, he was also picky on his food. Like, we tried giving him mealworms. Could you, could you put a fish in Italian sparkling water? Mm, that might burn. Like, I drank one last night, and, like, 15 minutes later, like, went to go lay in bed, and I felt, like, the bubblies in my stomach. Why is it spicy? And I was like, why is it spicy? Do you think that the fish would feel that, too? Yeah. You think so? I think so. Like, that's their lungs. Their lungs? Like, you'd get, like, little pops in your lungs. Can you imagine that? That'd be weird. But then can you also imagine being the fish and be like, why is it spicy? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, come on, let's just do this. Okay. <laughs> so thank you for listening to our rant, guys. Uh, we are great at that. Um, and But it, it was mainly so I could have time to pull up some research. I looked up like a recent news source. And that, I'm not saying all news sources are liable. This is ABC 12 News. So if their information's wrong, come after them. For publishing fake news, I did not use Fox News. So it should hopefully be a little bit more accurate. Um, I mean, they're not even a news source. They even say they're there for entertainment. So I don't feel that bad. And I'm going to get sued. <laughs> Probably. Okay. Let's go back to Flint, Flint, Chicago. Flint, Flint, Amsterdam. Wherever this Flint place is at. Anyway, Flint, Michigan. <sighs> Gross. <laughs> So I'm just gonna clarify. He has beef apparently with people in Michigan. I was not aware of this. Um, maybe he, we've talked about it, and I just wasn't using my active listening. Marcos no, can I, come at me for that later. Um, I hate Michigan. I, I mean, I don't hate Michigan. So we will never be visiting Michigan to do the podcast. I get it. We are still concerned about your water crisis, though. 
So it all started in April of 2014. So it's been when going the Fire on for Nation about. Attacked. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tell me something Avatar. I feel like the Earthbenders are the hippies though. They disappeared. Just want everybody to like love. Are they though? The waterbenders. Are they? I think I because I, I mean you got some monks up in there. You'd be telling me they'd just be making cakes. I think they'd be high as shit. Yeah. That's part of their earthbending. Not earthbending. They're bending it into a pre-roll. Oh, that'd be different. They would be a good smoking like group because they also are sub fire nation because you got they gotta light that shit on fire. That's kind of weird. So the perfect blunt would require all four nations. Water. Because you gotta you gotta wrap it up, right? Because yeah. it's got that that leaf, right? It's yeah. Got the paper, right? That's earth, right? Then well, you also got, just the weed <clears throat> is earth. Well, yeah, all of it. So like the, the the weed and the paper is earth, and then you gotta light it up with your fire. Wait, wait, a bong wait, is got, all four nations. No, not even that because you got a lot. Okay, so actually, again, let me let me correct myself again because don't most people lick your wrap your wrap to hold it like to make it stick? Yeah, sorry, that wasn't appropriate. Okay. So you could go bong, or you could even still do like the joint, right? Because I've seen people like lick it. Yeah, or right? they dip. Or they dip it or something, right? So they wet wet it, right, to complete the the wrap. So you got the paper and the weed or earth. You got the, the lick or the water for the water, water tribe, right? And then you got to light it with your fire nation. And then you got to breathe it in because all that air, you got to draw that air through to get the smoke. And then you, like, release it as air. So you literally, the perfect smoking sesh is the fucking avatar. Avatar is a pothead. So that's it. You also tell me that our government should also run like Avatar, where all nations come together to create one thing. No, only Avatar does that. I know. I'm just saying they should. Only the potheads do that. <gasps> hey, if you're a pothead out there, you're now the Avatar. All right. So Snoop Dogg for president. Fuck yeah. And we all know Martha Stewart up in there smoking that shit too. You I don't hang around it. Snoop that much and not smoke. That is true. You like can't they hang. created a whole lighter for candles Dude. and other things. Other things, yeah. Um, Emphasis on that. So and a also bong those would were, be even better. Yeah. Man. Can you imagine just Congress like passing the bong and how much better life would be? Would it be better? Do you think it'd be better? Yeah, they'd maybe actually think with a clean clear mindset of their head out of their ass. Like it's tough. See, politicians are tough because like they get paid for a lot of that shit. Yeah, they get paid for their opinions. They're bought out by big companies and that's tough. Big pharma, auto, TV, Disney. Uh, I want someone to come talk on that. I'm not even gonna lie, someone who knows a lot about it. Look, at, I got heated enough. I started a workout. Fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna roll one up right now and smoke it inside. Okay. Anyways, back to Flint, Michigan. Yeah, we love Michigan. Woo, go UP. Um. So the Flint, Michigan water crisis has been going for about eight years now. Um, and so basically what they try to do is create the city's water source from going, um, from Detroit to the Flint river. Okay. Okay. And people started complaining about like not feeling good. And the city did this to save money as any city would. And it basically ended up costing them more money. A lot of the pipes had to be replaced because people were saying like water smelled, was discolored. They're reporting rashes, hair loss, health concerns, like other health concerns. And um, no one believed them. Like it took a year. And then finally a pediatrician or a doctor of some sort realized that there was different levels of blood, blood levels in these kids because this water was affecting him that bad. 
And so... So there was different levels of blood or lead uh, or something else. Because you, you discovered literally... Discovered increased blood levels in children. It didn't specify what. This article. Increased blood levels? levels? In children. What the fuck does that even mean? I don't want to know. I'm like, going to Google yeah, that. Yeah, you like, Google that and I'll it... keep talking. Yeah, keep going. Because it really concerns me about what that means as well. So... um. An increase in, I'm going to say this completely wrong, legendary's disease, and some were deadly, and that 15 people were charged in connection with the Flint, Flint's tainted water, including their former governor. Um, should I throw the governor under the bus for being shitty? I mean, you can. It's not like they're going to hear this technically. Okay, well, you know what? It's, it's, it's on a news source. It's the, it's, I'm reporting the news. Um, the governor. What, what was the news source again? Uh, ABC 12 News, first in depth everywhere. Fuck yeah, ABC. You better get your shit right, because... Go ahead. And this is at www.abc12.com forward slash news forward slash Flint water emergency. Um, so Rick Snyder, fuck you. So basically, since then, more than 10,000 pipes have had to been replaced. The city has until the end of the year to replace remaining 1,800 pipes. And it's the eighth anniversary in April, 25th. So people are still complaining that they can't drink the water. It still smells, still makes them feel sick. And that they got a lot more work to do. So, um, yeah. That's crazy. It's been eight years. And the criminal cases are still playing out. But these people have not had drinkable water for eight years. And, like, so it's been issues with people showering, drinking, like, bathing i guess it goes under showering okay so like, and i don't think it's as big as concern because it's a lower poverty area this isn't some rich neighborhood i think if it was a richer neighborhood it would have been fixed faster that's crazy that is insane well i mean of course like but can you imagine trying to grow food with that water trying to you know what if you have a n- newborn how are you gonna mix formula? So what's bad? So so what is what's the detriment of the water? You said it was routed from Detroit. They routed what to into it? So they routed from Detroit. They wanted the water source to come from Detroit. Uh huh. They it was coming from Detroit. They wanted to save money and wanted to reroute the city's water source from the Flint River, but that the pipes that had already been established there were all like bullshit. So wait wait so Flint River was. Okay, wait. I'm. I need to. I need to confirm this okay. before I start talking shit on anything. So Detroit rerouted their water <clears throat> to Flint, or did Flint? Did they route Flint's water to Detroit? Let me just double check to make sure I understood it right. You're all good. I just want to verify that because I, I don't know. Um, cause I used to talk about this. It's been a while since I've looked at it. I'm not going to lie. No, it, I mean, it's been going on for eight years. I can imagine it's not on the top of your, uh, to-do list. So again, according to the ABC news source, it all started April 25th, 2014. The city was under emergency management by the state and it was decided that the emergency manager to switch the city's water source from Detroit to the Flint river. So the water was coming from Detroit to save money and whatnot. They wanted to reroute the water from the Flint River when they already had, because they already had pipes in the ground to do so. They just had to open them back up. Got it. Does that make more sense now? Kind of. Read it one more time for me. 
So I'm going to just read that section again. Yeah, read that section again. Okay. It all started April 25th, 2014. The city was under emergency management by the state, and it was decided by the emergency manager to switch the city's water source from Detroit to the Flint River. What city? Flint. So Flint. Michigan. From Detroit. They were getting their water from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, then so they decided to get their water from the Flint River. So, so Flint. Okay, so Flint was getting their water supplied in through Detroit, and that was okay. But when they routed Flint's own river to give to Flint as water, that was not okay. Correct. Because the Flint River was polluted as hell. Dang. So their own water sucked. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. So that means their entire water table is all screwed up. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But can you also imagine where I believe Flint, Michigan is also considered below the poverty line. So they also are in a food desert. Most yeah. likely. They don't have clean water. They weren't being given clean drinking water for a long time. And then they're suspo- supposed to live productive lives when they can't even have their basic needs met. Our first world country is not able to provide them with basic needs. Okay. So damn, that's tough because at what point do you just say the area is unlivable? So like what happens? Like, what do you do? Like who, who, who's I know. Okay. So as a country, you, you're supposed to live where you live, right? You live where you want. I get that. But if an area for eight years has not had fresh drinking water at what point do you go like man this is too much well i i feel too like you know i I always want to be like oh we'll move Uh but when you're that far you know you're barely surviving you have you know we'll say a standard household Uh you have two adults two kids you know god forbid you have more yeah or you live in a single family household, so there's one parent or one adult figure, two children. You're barely surviving with the cost of things as it is. It, the accessibility to be able to get up and move is near to impossible. Like some of these, some people don't even have access to a vehicle. They so, rely heavily on public transportation. So now, would would it be? You know, because our federal minimum wage is still like seven twenty five or something like that. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! Well, I'll look it up to make sure that I'm, I'm not like. Oh, you're fighting for like twenty bucks an hour. So like, so like, would it be cheaper to move the people and give them another place to live than try to fix the water issue? Yeah, the federal minimum wage is seven twenty-five an hour. God damn, minimum wage! Come on, federal minimum wage—that's garbage, brah. It has been like that for years. It has not seen an increase, I think, until like 20, 2009. Dude, y'all people be garbage, man. At least make that 10. Shit. Right? So, you know, a lot of people, like, when you look at it, you know, I don't want people to hear this and think, oh, Washington, Oregon, California minimum wage. Yeah, that's we're, true. we're living on a different, like, minimum wage here. We, we say 15, 20, 12. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, right now, like fifteen is is not minimum wage, I guess technically yet. Yeah, it's it's technically is, is California it, minimum wage. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I know it was it was doing a slow process, like they were yeah. slowly increasing it. So is it fifteen now? It's fifteen now. Um, if okay. you have twenty six or more employees, fourteen if you don't. Uh, okay. 
that's cool. And so that's why what I'm saying, it's hard to get up and move. You figure you're working a 40 hour week. Yeah. At 725, you're the math whiz. So 7, 7, 14, 280? Do you make 280? So $290 a week. So you times that by four. Your monthly income is less than $1,200. It's $1,160 before taxes. So when you're looking at that, where where do we draw? Like, they can't move. They can't. They're barely surviving. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, is it is it cheaper for the government? Because, like, can we, we – we, let's Google how much the government has spent. But first, we're going to take a short break. We're going to take a short ad break right now. Uh, we will get back to you guys in a little bit. But uh, enjoy this ad if there is an ad. There might not be an ad in this episode. Just that's up to Anchor, not us. Have fun. Be safe. Love you. More Kisses. Okay, but back to our topic again. We're gonna this 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 one's gonna create a lot of editing issues this whole episode. So we're gonna see what we can put together. Let's go. So as we were talking about before the break, that was like an hour and a half long. Um, we were talking about Flint, Michigan. Did you pick up that data, or are you able yeah, to pull yeah, that yeah, data? Yeah, I found it. I found it. Okay, cool. So what did you figure out about that area? So we so were talking the pipes were. Re- Sorry, go ahead. So I just want to clarify where we were. So we were talking about. Flint, Michigan needed water, and at first they were getting their water from Detroit. Then they they diverted the Flint River instead to get their water from Flint itself. Correct? Uh, from the Flint River. From yes. the Flint River instead of Detroit. Yes. And when they made that switch is what basically fucked everything up. Yes. Got it. Okay. So, did we figure out why it fucked everything up by yeah. chance? Lead lead so there was lead in the river or in the pipes in the pipes they were lead pipes Ten thousand eighty-eight lead pipes have been replaced so far god damn and out of the estimated 1900 homes that still need pipe replacement work under the agreement that they've made that they will be i don't know if you can hear me because i'm kind of far back that will be made um so they don't have to pay for it themselves the government has to pay for it or the state um 1,400 homes have not yet received the required outreach from the city. So out of 1,900, 1,400 have not been helped. Yeah. So 400 residents have consented to have their phone, their homes, water service lines evacuated. But the city has not yet performed the work. 100 homes have known lead service lines that need to be replaced. And that's just based on like the Flint city records and yeah. And this has been eight years. Yeah. Like this was, and that's written, all they got. This was written April 13th of 2022 so this year. Wow. And this is from the NRDC natural resources defense council. NRDC stands for the natural resources defense council. It's an environmental legal protection group. So long story short, kind of to wrap it up, we have a lot of places in our country that aren't getting adequate nutrition and it makes it hard to stay healthy, especially when those eating habits aren't necessarily created off the start. I was raised in a home that was like meat, vegetables, or sometimes a protein, vegetable, and carb. And I still find it really hard. Um, 
So it's one of those things where, you know, to also be then below the poverty line, have, you know, not access to food or proper nutrition, plus not, you know, right off the bat, those, you know, those first five years are important, as they say. And so, you know, I see where this leads into like the whole health crisis. They don't have access to this. They live in a food desert. Now you also have a food desert and don't have clean water. Like where, yeah. where is people where you supposed to survive? Um, federal minimum wage is seven twenty-five. So the option of moving necessarily may not be there, especially if you think the average family is four people. I think it's actually less than four now, but it's four. They say it's four. I mean, that's crazy. Like I said, I, it sounds like it would be cheaper just to give these people a better home somewhere else. Like at this point, it just sounds like you would have a better time off saying move to this area instead. We'll give you a house, you know. Yeah. I mean, it gets valued at, at what you have there, which sadly is a loophole because their houses are probably valued at almost nothing right now because they can't, they don't have water. Oh my God. Damn. That's crazy, man. That yeah. is crazy. So do that. Living, you know, that places have plenty of food, can help people out. Yeah. But you have fresh fruits and vegetables getting thrown out. You have baked goods being thrown out. There's just a shit ton of food waste. Even in our everyday homes. I, I mean, how many of us have taken a vegetable, I mean, let I just, it sit I in mean, our fridge too yeah, long? True. It started rotting. We just throw it out and be like, oh, shit, I guess I need another freaking zucchini. Like I just did that yesterday. I had three things of uh, romaine hearts, mm-hmm. and I salvaged what I could. But I guess I guess that's the difference. I mean, I, did, I, mean, I did salvage what I could, you know, and ate it. But it's also because we overbuy. Yeah, it was Costco. It was for a party. I thought we'd eat more salad. Honestly, I only think two of us ate salad. I did, and I know you did. It was delicious, and it was great, and it had really cute little cherry tomatoes in it. I cut them. <gasps> Thank you. Yeah, they were delicious. I was picking them out of the bowl, so my hands have been all on that lettuce, too, so I apologize. Happens. Don't worry yeah. about it. D- don't hurt. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I don't know. I, that's, that's crazy. I never, never thought of it like that. But, yeah. So, I don't know. I just feel like as a country, as a society, I just feel that as a society, we need to do better at helping people who aren't the best selves at the moment and need help. And just surviving. We we live in a first world country. We shouldn't be having people die from starvation. We shouldn't be having, you know, such a large starvation number when we have enough food waste to end it alone. It's just we're too afraid of what the outcomes might be. But when you're throwing away stuff that's not expired, still has a shelf life, just because product branding has changed, just because it, you know, you're going to sell it as day old bread. Why not just take that bread, give it away? It was already a loss on your end. That's true. You're not wrong. Like if it's already going to be thrown away, it's already going to be counted as a loss. Yeah. Why not make your loss someone else's benefit for the night? Now you're not wrong. I mean, I mean, it makes sense, but like we talked about prior, you know, it is a lot of legality. I think that goes to it. But, but I'm saying that these, these products aren't expired. So if you're donating it to, like, the shelter or giving it out on, you know, where you know it might be needed, and it's not expired and you're blatantly stating when the expiration is, where's the risk? Like, you're telling them it has two days more shelf life. You're labeling it as it says already on your package. Because you give me a donut that has a freaking expiration date of two days. So, you know, say it expires... 
you know, now, what June if, 21st. What, what if you eat that and you get sick? But it's not expired. But what if you get sick? What then happens? I, what if it was expired? You're talking to someone who got salmonella poisoning okay. from a restaurant. I know, I know. I But, like, you should have took action against the restaurant, right? I mean, no, because it happens. Because it's not 100% confirmed it was that one food product. Although, yeah, I was told, you know, it's probably highly probable. I'm not the only case. Yeah. You know, so, I was given my resources for it. And I also eat, like, raw fish. I also eat so I met, medium so rare meat. I know a person, and this is why I say what if, because I knew a person one time that they had a kid, right? Okay. They, and they had blinds, okay? Blinds, like, a, like a window, window blinds. blinds okay. Window blinds, right? Well... The window blinds, I guess, were rated safety, like, kid-approved, right? So, like, they're meant to, like, break if, like, there's a certain amount of weight on them, right? So, that's what they were meant to do, right? Like, that was their idea, right, around it. This kid, I'm pretty sure, was, like, four or five years old, okay? So, no, not like a baby, but, right, four or five years old, was playing around the windowsill, was playing on the windowsill, Okay? Let's say they were. Let's say they were three and a half. Let's say four. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. They were the kind of younger, right? Trips, falls into the thing. The blinds do not break, right? And the kid's dangling there, right? So mom panics, grabs the kid, releases them from the blinds, right? Kid's safe. Kid's okay. Mom sues the company and wins. Because they were supposed to break when a certain amount of weight was applied to them, but they didn't. I don't know. I could, in my head, it was why is your kid playing on the windowsill, right? Why is that the place where the kid's gonna play, All right? Because it wasn't like a um, what are those called? Those like daybed, air- those nook reading nooks or those daybed yeah. areas. It was a windowsill. Think of like a normal window. Okay, maybe enough to like put a foot on, I guess, because it's a kid, you know, they can put their feet on anything. But I just, in my head, it was in the living room, windowsill, it just makes no sense, right? But they can win the case because the those blinds did not break like they were supposed to, to release the kid. Could have strangled themselves, that is true. I give them full credit to that, right? And that would have been terrible if that would have happened, right? But it didn't happen. I don't know. I just feel like there's there's a lot to it. It's like if someone's willing to do that and and they win, right? Because technically, yeah, it was supposed to do that. You know, you technically give these people food that's technically not expired, but they get sick. And now you have a lawsuit of saying you gave me this food. It made me sick. It was expired. You said it wasn't. But what? how's any different than if I were to go and purchase that same item? Because you bought it. I think, I think there's there's a difference there. But how? Because I bought the item. You still gave it to me. Regardless, you gave me yeah. this expired item. I, th- I think I think there, I think there, I don't know. I think personally, there would be a difference. Because I think you'd be like, well, it was your decision to buy that product. You took it home. You should have seen that it was expired. Like, I think there's a lot more. Um... Well, especially when it's coming from something fresh, like. I go, I buy this loaf of bread, I eat it, it doesn't expire for four days, there's mold on it. Mm-hmm. I think at that point- I eat because, it and get sick. 
it's still not expired. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just feel like if you were to go and buy it, there's a certain level of, um, precaution or like that's expected from a consumer that's buying a product. Right. But I mean, we've both have bought expired products though before we both have not been vigilant enough to buy, not buy expired products. I know. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not like, but I'm just saying like as a grocery store or any type of thing that carries things on the shelf, it's, it's their responsibility. So to... like, so do you think that I would win a case against, let's say uh, of a, uh, against a supermarket? If I go in, buy a thing of, buy something, turns out they're expired, get sick from it. So I could win the case and be like, yeah. I got sick. Yes, because technically when things are expired, you're legally not allowed to expel them. You're legally not allowed to sell them. So what if they say they're not expired? That's different. Then what so, in that case? Not necessarily. Would they just look at me like you're a dumb person because why'd you eat moldy bread? Like, well, I thought it was part of the bread. Yeah. Could, it's I one could, of those things, I like, you'd probably, that. let's be real, we live in America, you'd probably still win. Yeah, but I have to I think it's dumb. just going to be looked at, yeah, you're just going to be looked up like a freaking idiot. Yeah. Which, 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 funny enough, is because I'm that paying consumer, I, I, in my head, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But, like, if you were to give someone, say you're at a, uh, at a shelter, and that's the only thing they have to eat that day, mold or not, I have a feeling they would probably eat it. Because you're, you're giving it to them. Right? You're, they don't have a choice in what they're getting. If that makes sense, does that make sense? Like... You're no, you're taking that choice away because it was my choice to walk into that store, my choice to pick up that thing of bread, my choice to buy it, my choice to open it, ignore the signs of mold, and then my choice to eat it. There's a lot of my choice in there, right? But it, but if you look at it though, so you know, mm-hmm. I went and bought, you know, I'm gonna say something that you don't necessarily always see the signs of like issues. Mm-hmm. Okay, so raw meat. Okay. You don't always notice it. Okay. You don't. And so, okay, so it's a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doesn't always mean meat's bad. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll just say basic beef. Yeah. Be we'll just say too. basic beef. Blood changes color as it dries or hits that. It's bloody. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's meat. So, you know, it's been sitting there. There's no signs of rotting. Even after beef has, like, gone bad for, like, two, three weeks, there's usually not any sign of it. So it doesn't mold. It's just darker. Mm-hmm. So, okay, but the expiration says I got two days on it. Okay. Okay, so I, I cook this steak. I eat my steaks medium rare. So there's, you know, I understand with raw meat, there's that chance. Yeah. But I still was sold a faulty product. That's on them. Yeah. Or that's on me because it's not past the expiration date. I should know by texture, taste. That Like, I've, I've bought chicken that's been expired. I've cooked it. And you know damn flipping well it's expired. It yeah. smells weird. It was bad. Yeah, like it smells. Yeah, it's, Joel told me it's so. It just you can tell. Like you can tell. Yeah. But you yeah. can smell food, and so as a consumer, if it doesn't stay expired, that's up to me to make that decision whether I still want to eat it. Like yogurt is one of those that I will eat two weeks after the expiration date. I don't give a shit. It's already technically expired milk. So, so let's like okay. So take take it from this perspective. I'm gonna get hyper specific here. Oh Jesus! Because, well, just because I feel like, I know. So just because I feel like I feel like your examples need to be hyper specific because this is the situation that I'm thinking about. You are 
let's say, it's not even it's not even go to the extreme of like let's not even say homeless. Okay, you're a low income family that is struggling for groceries, right? And you know of a place that gives away food, like meals. Let's say meals, right? Right, and you go to this place with your let's say two kids, okay, and they're serving this food, and maybe you smell it. It doesn't smell like the most like fresh stuff, right? Do you do you say I can't eat this because it doesn't smell good? Yeah. Or or do you eat it because you realize this is the only meal you and your family have had that's a, that's like a decent meal in the past 2 weeks or past week? Right? At what point is it like, well, beggars can't be choosers, so I'm still going to eat this? I know it's probably bad, right? But I'm still going to eat it anyway, right? Or I don't know better because you have a lot of people who wouldn't know better, right? Mm-hmm. And that's sad to say even too because you have you realize there are people who, who wouldn't know what, like, and this is really, really specific and probably really dramatic, but like a fresh loaf of bread, right? Because mm-hmm. I didn't, coming from where I live, Realizing that people don't know there are fruit trees, right? Like literal, like someone could walk outside their house and pick a fruit off of a tree and eat it. I know people who first didn't know that was a thing. And I also know people who, okay, this is easier, who have never seen that, right? So it's like, okay, wait. Hold up. What do you mean? So if I were to give you two, uh, again, it would be, you have to assume that the person would know what a bad fruit looked like, right? Yeah. Like, would you, if I said, okay, that's an apple orchard, do you think that they would go into that apple orchard and be like, okay, bright red or different colors, right? You know what I mean? Or you think they could pull like a, a rotten apple and try to bite it? Or would they pull like a, an apple that's not ready to be eaten, an unripe apple, right? And, and try to bite it, right? We're assuming that they would have that knowledge, but in truth is a lot of people don't and not not everybody, but I mean, I know there's has to be a good amount of people, you know, when you give them that meat who wouldn't know what rotting meat smelt like or even tastes like. Yeah. Right. Who, who wouldn't be able to catch that moldy bread because they think, okay, it's just a different type of bread. This is rich people's bread. Like they'll, they'll make it work in their own head. And again, those people also would be the people who wouldn't sue you, right? Yeah. Because they wouldn't know any better. They would just get sick, and they they suck it up, and then they would do their thing, right? Yeah. I, but and, and I see where you're coming from. I do. It's just, do we risk? Do we risk people? Yes. Yeah. I I think we just we take the risk and be like, look, this is the food we're gonna give you. Yeah, I feel that if you know. We're doing to the best of our knowledge. So say I'm, you know, yeah. I'm Save Mart. Because I also look at us food banks. Yeah. I know people who have gone to food banks and gotten expired food from the food bank. Yeah. Because they don't have enough. So they don't filter it out. But if we are actively giving people food to the best of our knowledge, you know, there's no malintent. Yeah. Then we're doing the best we can. Because there's so many products that, like, not even fresh products. That are getting thrown out. I'm talking about like a pack of freaking 
Oreos that have never been opened, don't expire for six, seven months, <laughs> yeah. being thrown out because the new 4th of July packaging come out. They don't want the old ones on the shelf right now. Yeah. These fresh products are being thrown out. I'm not even talking about like fresh food. They're just in general. In general food. Like, okay. this could still be used. I get that. I and get that. And it's just being thrown out, and it's just, there's so much we could be doing. And people have done this whole thing where they've done their grocery shopping via dumpster diving. On I was watching on TikTok a lot of it. I know someone who does that. And the products that they would find at the end of the night was, like, they would find fresh gallons of milk. Yeah. That weren't expired for four or five days, still cold. Yeah. Bacon, meat, eggs. Because one egg in the carton broke, they throw them all out. And all these things are cold. Still good. Yeah. They bring their ice chest. They're filling it up. But then they're throwing out this product waste. Yeah. When that carton of eggs could have had the bad one thrown out and be given to someone who really needs it. Obviously, it got taken where it needs to go because someone's using it. Yeah. That's, when, that's but true. I mean, like, I'm talking about even canned fruit, canned vegetables. Yeah. Those things don't expire for years. They'd have, like, a year shelf life yet. And then they're being thrown out. Jams. Yeah, they, uh, look, they look old. They look gross. Yeah, chips. They're different. Yeah. Man, you, you make a valid point. You make a valid point. Come on, guys. We can do better. We can do better. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I understand, like, the fear. Like, there's that risk of being sued, you know, especially, like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name drop them. Dunkin' Donuts got called the fuck out on TikTok by a lot of different employees through different areas because they, they would be throwing out dozens of donuts at the end of the night and someone got fired because someone who was less fortunate came in they offered to take them or didn't come in they were bagging them up and taking them to areas that were known to have people who were homeless and just people who needed help like they just weren't in their best area and so they got fired because of that because of that risk i'm doing air quotes i think it's fucking stupid yeah because you know if that person is homeless and hungry in that moment, they're going to eat them right then and there. Yeah. I could have been in that store five minutes before I closed and bought every single one of those fucking donuts. And same outcome could have happened. But it, to them, that makes it different, apparently. Because it's because the consumer is giving them money, they're willing to risk it. But then all of a sudden, someone needs help, they're not willing to. And that's corporate America for you. That's fucked up. Because they're there for the dollar, not the people. And you know what? That That's... <sighs> Mike I never, I never thought of it like that. Yeah, that's that's pretty shit. Okay. Okay, man. I mean, you're never, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So yeah, we could do better. We could do better, guys. We really could do better. You're right. I mean, there is a lot that we should look into, and I know that there are some companies that are trying to look into that. I've seen them online so far. Yeah, like, I think Starbucks actually might be one of them. Is it Starbucks? Well. I was actually talking about companies who are looking at expired stuff, like almost expired things, and they they resell them. I've had a few ads on on like online that yeah. have said like, "Oh, order from us. We we repurpose food, right?" And it's, I thought it was a really cool idea. I was like, "Okay, cool, repurposing food like from restaurants and stuff. Like that's pretty dope." So maybe that's something we look into. I mean, shoot, maybe as a as a group, you can you can come up with something at least locally. Maybe I don't know. It shouldn't be that hard. It's literally asking. You know, people, but I guess the funny thing is, is it would have to be coming from a point of legality because I know a lot of people would be afraid to say yes. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of, a lot of restaurants and stores, even locally would be like, I don't know, like, should we, well, and, I, and I understand the fear. I, I get it. I, you know, I wouldn't want to help someone to get sued for it. Cause even yeah. as you know, say you and I were to make sandwiches and something happens. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be in trouble, but we could, we could, 
if someone decided to go that route. But also when, at least from the people I've met, when you're in that state of like, you actually need help. It's also going to just be pin, hard to pinpoint direct food. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm aware of that too. Like, I'm aware that. But you know, it can happen. Hard. I agree. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be. Maybe safety, we can have them sign something that they're giving up. Precautions. Yeah, proceed with precaution. I mean, yeah. Precaution, caution. Yeah, proceed with caution. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's cool. I think I think we as a as a society should look into that and and do more things like that because people do need help, and I think that's the truth of it. I gotta tell you the joke you said earlier. Oh yeah, you want to tell a joke? Oh, we got a joke, guys. It's joke time. So, so my, I took my grandpa anywhere he wanted to go today for a bit. We were driving around. He wanted to wash the car. Heck I love yeah. when he wants to use free labor. Um, I'm here for it. Smart man. Smart man. He's also 85. So like, I'm going to do it regardless. But like, not the point. Um, and he, he wanted a milkshake, but he didn't want to go anywhere in town that sells milkshakes. And I was like, well, I really want a rebel. So I went to Dutch Bros. Dutch Bros. There for all your caffeinated needs and drink choices. <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> Please. I really spend a lot of money there. <laughs> I told you you had yes like that. <laughs> um, and so I took him to Dutch Bros because he also wanted something sweet for the morning. And Dutch Bros sells these muffin tops. Fucking loves those things. Like, he's like, dude, I want one of the muffin tops. Like, he's like, they just heat up so well in the microwave with my coffee. Like, he's all about them. And so we went to get that and I got him a peach cobbler frost as like a milkshake. To get him, like, off this whole milkshake thing. Because he didn't want McDonald's. He didn't... Bella, you know, Creamery is closed. I probably should have named drop all them. Oh, well. The Creamery was closed. He didn't want a fast food one. And, I mean, when I tell you this man was so excited about his milkshake. So, we're sitting there. We actually had to go up to the window for once. And this girl has on really long nails. And he's like, man, I don't understand those. And, like, he hasn't seen this lady yet. Or this person. He's not seen this person yet. He just sees their claws coming out the window. And I'm saying claws because they're the pointy stiletto ones. And I mean, they are long. But they were black, so they were cute. I like them. He hated them. <laughs> He's like, I don't understand the point of women with these long nails. He's like, I don't care who wears nails, how they wear them. But he's like, that long? He's like, I don't know if they like scratching their ass, scratching their head, or eating Chinese food. <laughs> and I was like... What do you mean Chinese food? And he goes, well, it works as chopsticks because you can just stab your food and eat them. And he's like, it takes out a tool that you need in your life. <laughs> yeah. So I was like. I mean, valid, valid, valid observation. I just told him, I said, that was funny. But like, we need to work on that approach a little bit better. <laughs> Yeah. I, I can see it, man. Like, you yeah, know, well, he did you, what you did with the two fingers and he's like, yeah, you pick him up like chopsticks. I mean, even better. Like you're at like a party and they have apps on a plate, you know, or d'oeuvres. You just, that, that little block of cheese yeah. on your nails. You got 10. I'm like, I got beanie weenies on one hand. I got cheese blocks on the other hand. I'm Gucci. And beanie weenies are the little, like little. Wait, the like, Vienna little, sausages. Yeah. Kind yeah, of yeah, those things. We call them beanie weenies. With the ones that have barbecue sauce on them, though? Oh They're cooked God. in the crock pot? Oh, my God. What are you putting on your beanie weenies? We just put the weenies. Like, no, you cook them in. Okay, we had different chocolates. Fucking shit, man. Bougie tell- as fuck over here. Like, I'm going to have grandma make her. I'm going to have grandma make you her weenies. Leftovers. I think leftovers is one of my favorite things to eat. They're not the best, but you know what? 
I know that, again, wasteful food, right? You give me the face of gross, but that's what you're serving someone else. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. True. Just saying. Like, you, you would be down, like, see, I think, like, for me, like, I would go to my kitchen right now and eat leftovers first. Not because I like them, but because I know I don't want to be wasteful and make something else when I know I could eat something else. If that makes sense. Yeah. And like, like you know what I mean? And I get that. Um, like, like I said, for myself, like my parents were retired. Yeah. Like my grandma retired, I think by the time I was three, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time with my grandpa. Yeah. Probably explains like why my pops and I are so close. That's good. Um, but our, a lot of our relationship revolved around food. And so he likes to cook and bake. Got it. So two of the things I love to do cook yeah. and bake. And so it's just different. Cause like you said, your mom was basically on her own. Cause your dad worked a lot and he did work a lot. Yeah. You know, you know, one, just being alone and having, you know, your partner, your life partner work a lot is a hard time, let alone add kids into that. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. Like I said, my parents were retired. My brother, you know, was seven, is seven years older. So he also wasn't there all the time. Like, I was there 24-7. He also had different, like, visitation schedules, stuff like that. So, I, I wasn't held to those. And so, I was with him a lot more. Yeah. Um, the only time, like, we used to ever eat out was Friday nights and would get Little Caesars pizza because that was, like, the only thing in town. Hmm, that's funny. And then it was still in freaking Kmart. That's cool. I remember Kmart. I love Kmart. And then, you know, every now and then we'd do me and Ed's once yeah. they kind of came around and... Um, but yeah, I mean, there was very few nights that I had a microwave meal. I mean, my grandma cooked every single night. I mean, for the uh, four of us. Funny enough, though, and 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 that's the thing is, I remember my mom cooked almost every night too. She's a great cook, though. Yeah, who? Your mom. Oh, thank you. My mom's done really good. My mom is is a very good oh, cook. Best. I want that chicken yeah. again. Honestly, no. She's she's an amazing amazing cook. She's she's honestly, I would say, chef level at this point because she does some things, and dietary things as well. She'll do low carb. She'll do um vegetarian she'll turn things like up on its head uh lactose free like she is great at all of them and they taste delicious so my mom is an amazing cook and she cooked every night i remember we always had a hot meal every night but it was it was for dinner it was the one meal usually so late night snacks if we had parties if we did things where you know mom was busy too you know, we, we would fend for ourselves a little to the certain point. Like, you know, it wasn't always all the time. And like I said, she cooked every single, we had a meal every single night. I remember that for sure. Um, but still wasn't like, I still learned to do things on my own. Right. Cause like for lunch, you know, she couldn't always be making lunches for everybody. So like, you'd be like, Oh, what do you got? Leftovers. You know, boom, you go to the microwave, put your leftovers on a plate and you're good. Right. Or, Oh, what's in the fridge? Oh, I'm hungry. You know, it's noon. Right. And maybe they're all out somewhere or they're outside working, uh, cleaning the yard or something, right? And I'm like, okay, what do we got? Well, I'd open a little pack of Beanie Weenies because we got them. Mom, can I have the Beanie Weenies? Yeah, sure. You know, cut them open, put them on a plate, microwave, boom. You know what I mean? Like, I think that was the difference was, like I said, she had five kids. And, you know, realizing that we couldn't always ask her, like, hey, mom, I'm hungry. Can you make me lunch? It was like, okay, what can we do? Right. Yeah. Because at a certain point, like growing up, like you just realize, like, hey, she can't be there all the time. She can't be doing everything, you know, for mm-hmm. every one of us, you know, at the time. She has her own things to take care of. So a lot of us, I believe, from what 
growing up, what I saw, a lot of us tried to do what we could for ourselves. And, mm-hmm. of course, we didn't like the cleaning part. So, I don't think, I mean, we always complained about taking the garbage out, you know, doing the dishes, like, stuff like that. We always complained. And I will be completely honest that I got a better end of the stick because I had three older siblings. So, it was on their responsibility to do it first. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who's going to do the dishes? Who's taking the trash out? If you like my older brother, older sister. You know, and then we would complain, and me and my little sister, we remember hiding, we would run. After, like, a dinner, we would, like, book it, because we didn't want to do dishes. We didn't want to take the trash out. We wanted to play. We wanted to do other things, you know? <laughs> and so we would just run, or we would hide somewhere to just avoid those little chores, you know? And it's funny now, it's like, well, now we have to do them ourselves, so. <laughs> Joke's on us. We should have done them, like, sooner, right? Mm-hmm. But I got better patterns going, <laughs> but whatever. But, but I do see where I was uh, very much blessed in the sense of, you know, like before school, mm-hmm. I well, I hate cereal. Like it's very rare where I'm like, I really just want a bowl of cereal. And when I do, I want shredded wheat with no frosting. I just want shredded wheat. Yeah. Like I want the old ass people freaking cereal. And I think that's because I also grew up. Breakfast was on the table for me when I got up the night before. My grandpa would be like, what do you want for breakfast tomorrow, sweetie? And I got to choose waffles, eggs over easy. Do I want avocado toast? Do I want avocado toast with an egg? Like, I never yeah. not had breakfast made for me. I hated breakfast growing up. And it was one of those things where that was actually one of my favorite parts of my day. Really? Because I got to spend time with my grandpa. I didn't want to wake up. I was No, well, my, my did your parents wake you up or did you have an alarm? Pretty sure my parents did. Like, my grandpa would come in and rub my back and be like, good morning, it's time to get ready for school. As you're waking up, I'm going to go make your breakfast. Like, And again, my parents were retired. So it was, it's a little bit different. Also, you were one kid. There was five of us. My mom had yeah. Well, mornings. we had two technically. Chad was there. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. But yeah, so like <laughs> my my parents had my mom had hectic mornings because she had to get five kids ready. for Yeah, school. and we were told yeah. like this is your responsibility. This is what you know you need to do. Yeah. Either you do it or you're late, and you explain why you're late. And for me, just anxiety ridden kid, and I realized growing up I had really bad anxiety and I just didn't know it at the time. Yeah. I had like a fear of failing. A fear of failing. And so I was out that door on time. I have never gotten a tardy in my life. I did until I did it once and then I found out it was okay. So I have never gotten <laughs> life. Um, I only have been in detention one time. Like. Um, and it was for my cell phone. And literally I was asking someone for a tampon in the classroom that I was currently sitting in. And they got they got caught and ratted me out. Dang. I also want to point out, I also did bleed through my pants and I was really pissed. That's so, weird. So I lost my phone and didn't get a tampon. I'm sorry. That's what's okay. That happens. I honestly lived a lot of my life in detention and I think I was tardy. I had the max amount of tardies you could have for school years through nice. like, my high school. Like I was, We all overachieve in our own ways. <laughs> I did overachieve, man. I literally got to the point, and then you're talking about high school when this happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got to the point where... I was literally taking an extra, like, so the difference between a truancy and a tardy is like an hour, if you didn't know. So my lunches were like an hour 45 because I'd get back on campus just in time to get the tardy, not the truancy. And then I would walk into class and be like, what's up, guys? Because the realization was I wasn't truant. I was tardy. Right? So that was one of them. 
And like every break, I realized you have 30 minutes before you get in trouble. Like you're good. You have a solid 30 minutes before they start even telling you to get tardies. Right. So I would walk in class 30 minutes late and be like, oh, I was in the library or, oh, I was in the restroom. Like make some random excuse. Right. But then eventually it wouldn't always work. So I would you know the ones that didn't work. I would actually get those tardies. So I think I ended the school year with like upwards of, oh my God, how many could you have? I have to think of the number, but whatever the number was, I know it was, it was nearing a hundred something tardies throughout my like school career. Yeah. It was probably more than that to be completely honest. It was more than a hundred. I know that for a fact. And I was in detention way more than I should have been because I just didn't do anything. I was a terrible kid. I wasn't a terrible kid. I was a great kid. My teachers loved me. My teachers went to bat for me a lot of the time because I was a good kid. I just didn't like being at school. I didn't like school. It never it never intrigued me, sadly. I was bored half the time. It does. It does happen. And I think that was the hardest thing for me. It was like it was boring. Like there was literally nothing. Yeah. Like the only class that ever that would have ever challenged me, surprisingly, was chemistry, because that was a pretty difficult class. And Spanish. I can't learn Spanish for the life of me. Those have been those have been the two classes that I learned the most in because I didn't know anything going in. You know what I mean? But yeah, that was my school years. Yeah, I'm just telling you. Yeah, we had a different, 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 different childhood. It's not bad. I mean, it's not. It's different. different Well, I want to say we're both great people. I I know you're a great person. We're we're both great people. Um, But it's also interesting to see, like you know, two completely raised completely different too. Like yeah, but we we still grew up to be great people we try to be as kind as we can yeah try to help people as much as we can and frankly i i think we both have great morals and values in our lives i think so i mean i have some questionable ones but we won't get on it's fine we don't even know that part i mean for being honest (laughs) i mean but i mean we all have questionable ones yeah so it's not a bad thing it's just everybody has that right of free thought process and what they uphold or choose to uphold. Well, we did not get to all of our topics today. We didn't get to actually any of the topics we were talking about today, surprisingly, because we went, we did not hit up any of them. We were going to talk about books. We were supposed to talk about books today. Did not happen. We talked about food, food deserts and, and how hunger is a thing and how we are a terrible country. So thank you guys for listening to Topics on the Table. This has been episode seven We have been the Marauders, and we hope you have a great time. We will talk to you guys next time on episode eight. I hope you guys have a great night. And again, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Have the day you deserve.